Why is it that individuals are willing to kill one another, crucify one another, behead one another, burn down cities and villages, burn people alive to honor God? And that is one of the most fundamental discussions to many people outside those four walls who do not partake and participate in religious activities. So what is the battle over God? Why is there a war over God? And by that do I mean a war and a battle between polytheists and monotheists, between atheists and believers, between people who believe in God and people who reject the existence of God? By that do I mean it's a battle between Christians and Muslims, Jews and Christians, and the answer is no. By that I mean a battle between Christians themselves, between Muslims themselves. In fact, if you look at the course of history, you will find that more Christians were killed, burnt, and crucified by other Christians than any other pagan army. No infidel, no idol worshiper, no polytheists has killed a fraction of the number of Christians that were killed by other fellow Christians to honor Jesus, to glorify Jesus, and not nearly a fraction of Muslims were killed by idol worshippers and by pagans then were killed by fellow Muslims to honor Allah. A Muslim, a Muslim can live alongside Christians, Catholics, Jews, Hindus, Buddhists in peace and harmony. And similarly, Buddhists and Christians and Jews can live alongside Muslims in peace and harmony. But sometimes a Christian runs away from a fellow Christian and a Muslim runs away from a fellow Muslim because there is a battle over God. Because there is a war, an ongoing war over God. We also have individuals within our community who will drive people away from God, from faith, from Iman, from practice in the name of religion. I tell you, we have people who don't mind if they are the only people sitting here. Only ones. Five people sitting here by themselves. This is enough for them. They don't care who's here. They don't care about people who are suffering outside from addictions, broken homes, suicidal thoughts, depression, alcohol, drugs. All they care is I'm here, alhamdulillah. Today we have individuals 
and our community who will go far and beyond in creating an image of Allah, of Rasulullah, of the Ahlul Bayt that is very unattractive to say the least. And that is our battle over God. Why? Because we feel this is our God. And we have to make sure that this God, the God that I know, only belongs to me. He doesn't belong to you. He belongs to me. I will not share this God with anyone else. I will be selfish with God. Why is it, brothers, that we create an image of God in the minds of other people who is not tolerant? God is sitting there waiting for me to commit a crime so he can throw me with a, a, a thunder and, and destroy me and punish me. Why do we paint this picture of a selfish God, an unforgiving God? Is this what Allah speaks of himself in the Quran? إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكِ If it is not shirk, Allah will forgive. But we have not been able to do justice to that. Believe me, we should sit here and cry on what we have done. By painting that picture of God that He wishes not for us. Every surah Allah says, Bismillah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Why is it that when I deal with people and the youth and the sinners and those who have gone outside those four walls, I don't begin with Bismillah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. And in one chapter, when we don't start with Bismillah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Allah makes it up somewhere else. There is a reason why we must remind everyone within the 10 days of Muharram of Hur ibn Yazid al-Riyahi. You know why? Because Hur came to know Hussein in eight days. Eight days. He spent with Hussein and he figured him out. He knew. So on the 10th day of Muharram, when he went to Hussein and he said to him, Assalamu alayka ibn Rasulillah, Imam al Hussein said to him, Wa alayka assalamu man ant, who are you? And I believe Imam al Hussein knew who he was. But it's as if Imam al Hussein wants to say, I don't even want to embarrass you to an extent that I pretend I know you. Who are you? Let's see what he has to say. He knew Imam al Hussein. He says, يا ابن رسول الله أنا الذي جعجع بكم الطريق I am that criminal. I am the one that intercepted your caravan. I am the one that brought you and your family and your children وبنياتك وبنيات آل رسول الله And I've done this. But in eight days he figured out Hussein ibn Ali يا ابن رسول الله هل لي من توبة Imam al-Hussein didn't say, Hur, after all this, shame on you. Now you want to repent? 
Hur, go to Hajj. Hur, pray Salat al-Layl. Hur, go recite Surah Yasin. Hur, stand up and cry. One word. One moment. Why do we make Allah so difficult when it comes to forgiveness? Allah will forgive you in a split second. No, find me one person within your family and your community and your folks that has a bigger sin than Hur. Imam al-Hussein in one second says, Tubtab Allahu alayk. Takes one minute, one second. A blink of an eye and you will be forgiven. Because that is the Allah of Hussein. Let us be amongst those who bring people close to Allah. Put their hands in the hands of the Ahlul Bayt and let them seek nearness to the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us help people seek forgiveness. Let us help people cleanse themselves. And there is no better place to cleanse ourselves of our sins, of our illnesses than the majalis of Al-Imam Abu Abdullah al-Hussein.